Welcome to the RMR cast. I'm not sure if we can swear on here. And with me today is Rico, the owner Hello. of RMR. Uh, we also have Willow. Hello. And Lycra. Hello. Uh, since this is our first show, why don't we uh, start off by introducing ourselves, Rico. So I am the owner of RMR, as many would likely know. I'm also a raccoon. All right. Uh, Willow? Uh, my name is Willow. I am very tall, <laughs> I guess. That's what came to mind first. Hi. And uh, Lycra. Hello, I am Lycramosa, and I am the pure and innocent. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm Dax. That's all you need to know. Uh, first, why don't we talk about how RMR got started? Is that a, is that a good place oh, no. to start? Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Who, who Rico, go ahead. Story? Me or you, Dax? That's the good question. No, not me. Go ahead. Okay, so back in the days of the of the old internet, we met. And we both had, well, I had a terrible idea, and you supported it, and then we got started. First on Skype, then on Discord, leaving out the, the tiny, gruesome details that no one cares about. And after many years of gruesome and painful things, here we are. Oh, that's not the story, it come on. the story. Well, first of all, we didn't start it together. I found you, and uh, I joined the staff team after it was already established. Here come the details. Oh, are you all going to add well, on how you guys found Aramar and joined it in? Yeah, come on. Ah, uh, well, I thought you didn't want to go into details about, you know, the past of yeah, this go on, place. Well, let, let, okay. let us hear how you came in, shitposter supreme. The horrible past. Okay, okay, okay. So, Aramar started as... It wasn't Aramar always, yeah, right? Yeah, it was roleplay meets... Just roleplay meets before. Right. So, way back in the olden days when we were just roleplay meets... There was a Skype group, and I joined at a beautiful, beautiful time. <laughs> I joined as the group was transitioning from Skype to Discord, and at the time, I had no idea what the hell Discord was. So I joined this RP group, like, just quietly making friends with everyone there, just being like, please teach me how to use Skype, please teach me how to use Discord, because I am very bad with technology. Or I was at the time. And then I came to the Discord, and many things happened, and I don't even know how I ended up a mod, but... Here Honestly, I, I don't remember either. It, it was a really weird night, gonna be honest. Every night with you is a weird Damon. night. So, like, how did you end up here? Um, I was going through a pretty hard time in my life, and I decided I wanted to get back into role-playing and went on to the Discord boards and started looking for different places that I could probably get back into it. And I bumped into this one. And it was the most active and, from what I could tell, the nicest mods. And I just kind of wiggled my way into the community and found myself a little bit of a home here. I made a nest in the corner and decided that's my corner. And I just kind of stayed and no one can get rid of me now. That's fair. And also, I, I could just hear you wanting to say more, but you, didn't, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Now, hold on. There is more to the story. <laughs> not, not like her story. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but there is more to uh, Willow's story. I know that. Uh, <laughs> Tell us, Dex. Sorry, I don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean to call you out. But, no, please, please do. I enjoy this part. Um, the, our first... Hold on. Let me back oh, no. up. Here we go. He's going into ancient history now. When the Skype group shut down, uh, Rico and Kellen, the head admin the the former owner of my my spot here um they made a role play group 
not not like a uh, hub, well, like just it me. was and is. It w- no, it was. Yeah, it was started it? with me because I. Okay, how trivial started it? I had a lot of friends who often asked me, "Hey, do you have any partners that I could role play with?" Because I often linked people up together, and from there I was just like, "You know what? I'm getting sick of all these questions, so I'm just gonna make make a Skype group, and from there it grew." No, I'm talking about our move to Discord. Oh, oh to Discord. I thought you meant actually the Skype group itself. Okay. No, Discord. No, no, no. Oof, that was a, uh, a transition. We started yeah. <laughs> we, we started on Discord as a, a role-play server, like a, a medieval sort of thing. And uh, Willow was a DM. Holy shit, I was. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean La Filla? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, way oh, before yeah. that. Way before RMR. Oh no! Oh, oh yeah. So that's that's why you're staffed now because you were staffed. No, no, for, no. They're staffed because they actually do great work. Well, of course, and they did great work then, and that's why they're staffed yes. now. That's, that's weird. Cheers. Oh. I just appeared. Yeah. I don't know enough about you, Lycra, to call I, you I out. Do. Also, who are you again? I, I do know enough about Lycra to call them out. It's my turn to call them out. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know anything about. Stop so, it. <laughs> like I honestly just came here to find monsters and then they found us we were we were the real monsters in the world you know and they were like I must stick around these people they're so amazing <clears throat> verbatim you know that's just how it goes uh, uh hmm I'm I'm pretty sure sh- no are you pretty sure or are you no uh, I mean I think I heard you say it even with the accent <laughs> <laughs> no Listen, I joined 15 communities at first. I am down to two. Are you going to miss them all now? Please do not. (laughs) I am absolutely not. (laughs) Well, do you want to give a shout out to the other one? Um, That one died. I can't. It literally closed down. Well, rest in peace. Press F in the chat. Well, if there were people to watch. (laughs) So what's the next topic, Dax? Um, next, we have what we are working on now. Nothing. Next topic. Wait, we are working on a lot of hey, stuff. Hey. We are actually... I know. Okay. Go on. Go ahead. Uh, you're going to hear me, no doubt. This is this is the terrible. Who decided this? Okay, so we're working on a group, uh, like, well, a server network. It's hard work. Next to that, we're working on new search channels, as always, because I cannot, touch, I cannot sit still without touching everything. Next to that, Willow is working on some forum stuff. Where's you, Willow? Oh, yeah. Forums, and it's turning into a bit of a fandom project, actually. Yeah. I am collecting communities that might be interested in partnering, and how do I describe? Not going through the muck, essentially, but going through the gems of people who think they might be a good fit for so to the, muck. the transition from web to Discord. Yes. It's like, it's... It's complicated. Like, there's a lot of communities that, like, they're online communities, but they aren't, like, online on Discord. They're just online on forums. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, like, talking with a couple of people now for a couple of weeks, just trying to ease them into the process of, like, migrating from one place to another or, like, having a Discord server while also running their forum. It's interesting. So, Dax, I also have... You were also working on something, right? You were still working with gaming servers, right? Or... I am. It's uh, very slow going, very difficult. I Finding gaming partners is like um, finding new species in the Amazon. Oh, so very hard. Um, yeah, it's very hard. It's 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 like... Uh, <laughs> You're having troubles? Yeah, I'm having troubles. It's, um, it's more like trying to... 
it's not it's hard because there's no real database of where you can find certain servers like that you actually have to know it's, the games it's not even that it's kind of I don't mean to uh, keep going into metaphors, but it's kind of like talking to aliens and trying to speak their language. Because when I go to them, it's they don't understand what I'm talking about. Like a partnership? What the hell is that? Uh, role play? Like off a game? What the hell is that? Because most of these people have just role played on a game. And I think they would be open to joining our community and our our hobby expanding what they do into text-based but um getting through like that initial breaking the ice is incredibly difficult what kind of gaming communities are we looking for uh anything that role plays basically well i know what you're thinking possibly uh which is D D, right or tabletop no no what are you thinking um <clears throat> when it comes to role-playing since I'm old. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a long time. I know a lot of the games where you're going to find people who role play. You're looking at um, Neverwinter Nights. You're looking at World of Warcraft. You're looking at uh, Conan Exiles, um, Ark, and Black Desert Online, and if you're looking for those who are more into the mainstream, you are going to be looking into Overwatch, which is another oh, big geez. one that's been going on lately. Yeah. There's role-play um, on Overwatch? There is there so is much so role-play on Overwatch. You did not know that? <laughs> no. Apex Legends. <laughs> you, you all heard it late. Dax learned something today. I mean, um... Like I said, I've been role-playing for many years. I've been through every medium you can think of, and I've done it. Um, video games is one of my big ones where I, I've... A lot of my role-playing, like from, I think it was 2016 to 2018, were on video games. I never know that, actually. That's so cool. Oh. <laughs> WoW is a big one. Um, they actually have uh, servers in WoW that are dedicated strictly for role-play. They, they dedicated Moon official role-plays. <laughs> exactly. No offense to any Moonguard players out there, but... <laughs> so furthermore, we have a few more small projects, like really small ones, and that's currently reworking the economy bot we have because it is dead and outdated. You can't tell me otherwise. People... They really hate the crime because it just takes half your fucking balance. <laughs> and then furthermore, hmm, thanks. We had one more, right? Like something with like a writing help we were working on. Are we? I thought we had something, but I that was with Nivy, and Nivy is currently working on that, I'm pretty sure. So I'm, but okay. that might just become like a, an overtime project because writing help is always a big thing. We, like, uh, for example, one of my current efforts is um, the daily um, discussion because you mm -hmm. know. It's been really good success. Yeah, it, it's been lovely to see everyone just discuss their experiences and sometimes even helping people. Like when I had the writing block uh, question that people actually helped each other with uh, how they overcame it. Yeah. And hopefully it keeps growing because the best way to learn role-playing is not from reading a book. It's from hearing how other people do things, in my opinion. You know, mm -hmm. you can have that opinion. I, I wouldn't call you wrong, but I never thought about it that way before. I think, like, having an understanding of, of how other writers do things gives you perspective in how to roleplay. I'm not saying that, like, writing like, good and such is not uh, a, not useful or a necessity, yeah. but 
there is a difference between writing alone and writing together. Like you could, you can be the best right. English writer in the world, but if you do not know how to, what makes a roleplay fun for your partner, so so like you write a bit more selfish, you like to add a lot of detail, but your partner doesn't enjoy that, then that just makes uh, that can ruin a roleplay. Don't be a dick. Um, with the role play though, it's more, it is kind of like writing a book, but the way I used to describe it was you're writing, but you're leaving it open-ended for another person to put their input in. That's the best way I've ever heard that said it. Thank you. Since Halloween is coming up fairly soon in yeah. nine months, I have a spooky question for oh. all of you. Uh, have you ever role played a character after their death? Oh. And also, do you believe in ghosts? Yes, totally. <laughs> so... More, not really like after that more like he got killed and kept respawning because that was his curse and it was not so if he if he like let's say yeah, after death. let's say if he fell into a pit that, he kept respawning there over and over and over right I'm not talking about respawning or um, like being a vampire okay. or sorry vampires <laughs> Oh, it's okay. In that case, okay, like that. oh, I was gonna say, um, for me, I actually have done a lot of role plays where after death has been a thing because I role play many characters. <laughs> um, I have role play characters coming back from the dead as either um, hallucinations, memories, um, sometimes their journey through the afterlife. I've done a lot of death-oriented kind of things. <laughs> yeah, I've done the one where afterlife, where they went to the afterlife, or so to hell mostly. And honestly, I try to stay away from it because it scares the shit out of me. Okay. That that oh. existential yeah, dread. It's a very yeah. much existential dread. Mm. Ooh, actually, my favorite. I once played a character whose life was dependent on certain aspects of their body they had feathers and each feather they dropped they could change their age and they fell in love and their lover was immortal not immortal once their lover died they dropped all of their feathers and disappeared into dust but we continue the role play 10 years down the line they come back as a kind of spirit guide and it was really fun, actually, um, like going through what they had seen, what they hadn't seen, what they were telling the other characters about the afterlife and how much I had them involved even after their death. So, like, yeah, after death role play is a lot of fun. So we've all said something, but Will, I've not heard you say anything yet. Tell us about oh, you. Yeah, I have a lot of experience writing characters like deaths and like their state in afterlife. Like, actually... One of my most common exercises when writing solo works is to write a scene where the character dies. Or when I'm writing with like certain partners and like we're trying to brainstorm, I'll just be like, okay, flash story. Our characters just died. How did they die? What do they see? What's happening? Or you write your interpretation of the afterlife, which all, all of them can be really, really, really like well done, but also like it's easy to fuck up your own interpretation of like how a world should be to make sense yeah. at all but i have a lot of fun especially because i watched a lot of supernatural as a kid for any of you who know what that show mm -hmm. is i really really enjoyed writing against like the interpretations of the afterlife limbo and hell 
in like that show, and that's what transitioned into like me writing it in fandom stuff. Embarrassingly enough, hmm, that's interesting. How did yeah. I, I just wonder how did that lead into fandoms? Oh, because um, wait, when I said supernatural, I didn't mean like supernatural the genre. I meant like supernatural, like the TV oh, show. Oh, the actual no, TV like, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I would write how death was interpreted in that show because they had like you know an afterlife, a limbo, a hell. A mega hell now as of like season 15 <laughs> and like i don't want to say I, I didn't like their interpretations of hell but i didn't like the imagery really because it felt very no this is like going to places it felt like they were doing a visualization of already common themes they were writing about while having some very interesting characters so i just thought hey what if i wrote this but better and that's how a fandom writer was born Funnily enough, I started with fandoms, but I moved to OC over time. I don't... I... Wait, how did you start? I don't want to talk about it. Wait, is I that a... Talk about... Fair it, enough. It started with Twilight, and that's all I'm I started with OC and then got deep into fandom to the point where I created, I think, three communities back in the day of 30 to 40 people for fandom role plays and ran them. And then I grew sick of it and went to OC again. <laughs> yeah, you do it for 10 years and then you're just like, I think I want to do my own thing but now. I, I think the real question here is, and I think all of us here want to know, Dax, what are your experiences regarding character death and, and the afterlife of that? Um, would you consider the no. squid? Actually, technically, uh, yes. Technically, why not? Technically, yes, but shut up, you. Yes. Okay, technically, yes. Do, do we, should we explain yes. what the squid please is? Explain. Please, yeah, please explain. We're going to talk about this constantly. Please, please explain the squid. Okay, uh, Rico ran a roleplay server. Uh, I don't remember when ago. it was, but it was three years ago. Okay, three years ago. And um, he wanted me to play... Uh, an NPC in it. And I, being me, of course, wanted to play a giant octopus uh, haunted by the ghost of the Mad King who fractured the city. And um, its name was the squid because, you know, that's that's what you do. <laughs> um, so basically, the squid would taunt the new king and it had a whole agenda. And I would play it out throughout uh, the different rooms and I would attack places. I would I would slap people to death, mostly my own characters and the new king. Who played the new king? Oh wait, no, I remember. Okay, um, wasn't it you? No, oh. I, it wasn't me. Hmm. I don't remember, but it definitely was someone. And they actually went one v one with you. Yes, they did. We fought on a bridge, and I destroyed. I mean, the you bridge. did destroy his throne like four times. No, I didn't destroy his throne. Um, the squid sunk a ship full of low quality furniture. And it had, it, it hired a, um, a goblin in the sewers of the city to write on the chair the word throne. And then it would throw the chairs from the sea at the castle, trying to get a chair into the window of the throne room. So every, every, few, every few days, it would, uh, it would pelt the, the castle with a, a low-quality right. chair. Eventually, it did get one one in the, yeah, in the window. Yeah, I think uh, the fights happened. Like, I, I thought he was just annoyed. <laughs> Oh yeah, it uh, it definitely called that king out. And then didn't you call him like fake king for a while too? Yeah, he was the pretender king. Oh, because he was faking. That's so. And, fucking and then the, well, one of one of the weirdest parts, right? So we had a tavern, right? And someone just started, like some player just started to own a tavern, and Dex 
literally walked in with like his uh, tentacle up some uh, was it a dwarf's ass and just oh uh, no it, it was puppeting a dead gnome. How do you, so it was up his ass basically i mean not so quite you made a, a medieval wait hold on you made a medieval muppet yes more or less so so he walked that muppet it was a dead dwarf over to the to the counter with a full tavern well hold on hold on I did set that guy up, and that guy is actually my other gnome's brother. You know, yeah, the pastry mancer? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's his brother, and um, that gnome was a banker. Uh, I just want to revisit. Did anyone else have pastry Yes, mancer? that is one of his characters. Yes. We'll get into that later. All right, I would feel, like, so much better about my characters so, when I was younger. So, Dax's tentacles gets seen by basic everyone because how the fuck are you not going to see like a, a thing right behind it? Everyone goes yeah. on after it. They start fighting it and what, da- what is Dax, right? He fucking just slaps one of his tackles down the tavern. The person who just started doing it, the tavern just fucking split it, like just collapses. Person just leaves the server. Yeah, it, it, uh, I took down the tavern. I burned it down. Person just left the server in anger. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. It was no, so not. sad for the person because I genuinely feel bad for it. And, uh, <laughs> then there was a running fight down the street, and I almost destroyed an inn, too. And we did cut up one of his, uh, his tentacles off, though. Uh, and then he, like, went to fight after the king. He just ended up destroying the bridge. <laughs> and that's when the worst characters in existence came in. Thanks, please tell him. Well, that's, that's not... Uh, maybe that's for another time, but that's not anything to do with death. The, it's just the squid was haunted by a ghost, so that's that's why this uh, that's why this ties in. Also, none of you answered my question about do you believe in ghosts? Of course, we believe in ghosts. Oh, I, I am a ghost. Oh. Yeah, we we hunt oh. these holes. I believe in ghosts. Well, you believe in me? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. A little bit. Love you. Okay. So oh, I think we should go on to the user questions because we're already at 27 minutes. Okay, we okay we have that was my question. We do have other user right. questions. So let's pull up the list. I have okay. a list here. Don't oh, you no. worry. Are, are you checking it twice? I am not. I'm well, not. I'm, tub- I'm not sure who's making it naughty or nice. I'm not tubby enough to do that. So, we're all on the um, naughty list. Let's be freaking. Fair. I, speak for yourself. I really wish you guys could speak. That's a lie. But I'm pure That's and innocent, and I'm on the naughty list. Let's be fair. You're, pure and you're on the naughty list because you're crimes against all beasts. <laughs> right, let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you, if your past self messaged you today when you were just getting started in the hobby, how would you mentor yourself? Uh, what advice would you give to yourself? What would you say? What would you want your past self to know? Naomi is not a very creative character name. Stop can, using can I, it. Can I also take an action? Oof. I, I'd mash the, I'd I mash the block button repeatedly. Yeah, you were kind of an asshole. Hey, you're not wrong. Well, fuck you anyway. Uh, and now a PG uh, version. Bleep that. Uh, I, this is a hard question because like my past self, like for like writing wise, I can't give them much advice. Like they were having fun. And that's all I really want to do with role-playing. Uh, oh, wait. No, scratch that. I know exactly what I want to tell my past self. If you're just getting started role-playing, please, for the love of God, read a book. Actually, no, fuck that. 
read several books because comic books can only carry you so far. Oof. And if you say the word the four times in a sentence, you're doing something very wrong. And that's not for any of you writers. That's just for my 12-year-old You self. know what? If, if I truly have to give some... Just, just please... Think better about your partners because I had some really toxic partners in the past. I kept all hanging oh, on to for my so long. God, yeah, past self. Hey, listen, it's not it's not normal for people to scream at you for living a life. Uh, I had one. I kept kept oh. on hanging on to for like years just because I I was scared of finding new ones because also I knew them for a long time. So, but it ended up like becoming very toxic, and then from there, also they did not really help me a lot with the role playing and. My rating was shit. Yeah, the number one rule is that what happens in roleplay shouldn't be taken personally. And it should not affect your real life. And if somebody is forcing that, they're toxic. Very good advice, so, actually. Yeah, I mean... Good to follow. Yeah, like, something that your characters do in-game should not translate to how you treat that person outside of the roleplay. I am sorry. That is just a number one rule, and people who do that are horrible. Mm, I wouldn't go as far... Well, there's a lot of cases where I'd say, like, you know, like, they're absolutely the scum of the earth. But I do know some writers who just have never, like, had that conversation or, like, they've never really learned, like, not the distinction between, like, fiction and reality because that exists on, like, a whole nother conversation. But, like, that divide between what they roleplay, like, their characters... And, like, themselves, especially in the cases of, like, a character who is not a self-insert but shares a lot of, like, the same personal traits or life life lessons as the writer will often, like, be an avatar for that writer to escape from reality in a weird way. And it's not the responsibility of, like, their partner to cater to their needs. And that's where a lot of, like, really toxic traits, like you mentioned, start to, like, show up for me. Well, like, in my past partners, at least. So, and now, of course, we have to ask yeah. Dan what, what is his past is because he would not talk about it otherwise. Uh, no, stop. Come on, Dax, we, we, I stop know that. you know. No, no, that's what I would tell myself. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, is there not, uh, nothing else? Get out. Um, Except for block me, because otherwise, otherwise you know, you'd have to make RMO with me and, you know, how terrible that was. He's really thinking about it. Cater more to the needs of others. I suppose. So basically, Dax, just be better, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, um, stop it. No. Okay. Well, anyone want to add anything to their answers or should we go to the next? Oh, come on. I'm sure, I'm sure we've done terrible things that we can, that we can uh, tell our past selves oh. not to do. Oh, God, yeah. If we're going to go that far, uh, past self, please, 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 please. It seems cool at the time. Do not tell your seventh grade English class about role playing. <laughs> it's, I know it seems like a, a good idea, but I promise, I promise, <laughs> did that? I, I did that. It was, I was a very, very, not brave, but stupid child. And just to be clear, there is nothing wrong with like admitting your passion or being open about role playing, like IRL. Yeah, just don't do that count. But just the way I did it, I literally read a role play where I was a vampire playing against a wolf out loud. Oh to my seventh grade creative writing class. And looking back on that, I was very proud in the moment. And then every year after that, where like I thought about like that one creative writing class and that one like awful 
awful presentation, I'm just like, huh, but like I have no fear when it comes to public speaking. And that's a bad oh. thing for us. <laughs> I love public well, speaking. Well, for me, it's for be less edgy. You like oh, I, God, yes. I, I, ha- I went from a vampire to werewolf to demon to furry to demon furry and then to regular furry again and I, I, a, for, from werewolf to demon furry were quite edgy because you know I, I had those anime tropes in my head I had those hey I we are the star of the roleplay the world should be centered around us Rico for the class real quick what's a demon furry <sighs> yeah it's is it just like a bad dog <laughs> Exactly, no, it's just like, it's like not your regular demon, it's just like a furry but with demon powers and all that. It's just, I, I wouldn't call them regular demons because de- regular demons are much more scary. And more- this is more like you get them from the summoning circle and you grab the spritz bottle, yeah. right? Okay, Got so it. yeah, no, it's actually just a bad dog, I love well, it. I hate well, it. Well, dogs have to go somewhere, I guess. <laughs> All dogs go to hell, the RP story, that's... Okay, well, we're writing this later below, thank you. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> I, I have to go along with the whole stop being edgy thing because uh, I was can, I was can, can bad. We, can we hear some of your worst, please? Come no. On, come on. I, I gave some of mine. I okay, but I've not given all of them. There are some worst ones, but so give some. Oh, of mine. oh I, could, okay. I could say something. It wasn't. It wasn't my fault. Remember how I said I was a creator of communities and I was big in the group mm-hmm. stuff? I was always the villain. I was always the BBEG. I was the big bad. And shut up. I'm a little bit better at it now. Um, at the time, I was younger. And in my head, I had it like that every big bad guy had to have a super depressing story and i still do that sometimes that they have a depressing backstory but it's more has a key motivator into who they are rather than depressing for the sake of depressing okay can i just can i just say that sounds like one of those uh, dungeons and dragons movies there's videos on youtube where they where they have the trope of that one person making that deep character background and that is all they do yeah i was just uh i think I think my worst case of this was when I was doing a fandom roleplay group, <clears throat> Full Metal Alchemist came up as one of my community groups. And I had a 13-year-old girl whose parents were both murdered. Uh, it was a murder-suicide. And she turned an entire field into black flowers because it was just so depressing. That's and it was... Good. <laughs> <laughs> And she wanted to kill everybody because she was just so sad. So Dax, could I could I choose the next question? Yeah. Well, hold on. I have an answer, or I have oh, I have one more you thing. Do? Exciting. Yes. Embrace the stupid. I write a lot better when I'm embracing the stupid. I mean, you're not wrong. A little bit stupid. My only mm-hmm. experience with you role playing has been you fully embracing that stupid. So yeah, that's... exactly. I, yeah, it can be fun. Dex, like when Dex role plays, he does embrace his stupid, and it just becomes comedy all around. They become so memorable. I love it. Like it's very unique. Like I talk about this with some of my other role play groups, but like by far, Dax's like writing is one of the most like it stays in, in your head. If like you catch it during a really good scene, and that's the kind of writing I want to have one day. As long as he doesn't be- yeah. bring the fucking bears back. <laughs> Maybe one day. Okay, go ahead. You can pick the next okay, question. Okay, so 
we have people who requested world building, so... That was my next oh, question, too. But, yeah, I, I'm myself, I'm a big world building nerd, and so is Laika, and I don't know about Willow, but I think Willow, too. I mean, just pull up the docs here of all my various well, do worlds. I have to pull up all the servers I made and all the worlds I made for those servers? <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone. I have over 5,000 characters. Come at me, bro. So, let's start with, like, what advice would you give for starting a world? First things first when creating a world is coming up with the genre you want it to be based around and then expanding from there. To me, the basics is what is this world? Is it sci-fi? Is you, Do you want to go for a modern urban? Do you want to go for a fully-fledged fantasy? Are you going for fandom but alternate universe? What kind of alternate universe is it? You always want to start with the very basics and just the type of world that you want is is the basic starting point. I'm going to get behind that. So my starting oh. advice would also be think about how long term you want to do it. Like if you want to just make a quick world for like your one-on-one role plays, then it doesn't need to be hyper detailed because then you can work it in with your partners. But like if you're making it, hey, you are like this one guy I knew who made a world for like, four years straight because that's what they really were passionate about and oh that's the only thing they roleplay too that's fine but you gotta realize how much effort you're planning to put in because sometimes deep the more you're adding the bigger the project becomes well also when you get that deep it becomes like impenetrable to people people don't want to even, even like dive in because it's so exactly. deep and you're down there at the bottom and they can't even get thinking. to you because you're wearing you're wearing a diving suit and they're like <laughs> they're in trunks. Yeah, this is where I I usually use the okay, it's not it can't be used as much anymore because I don't know how many people would understand the reference of slayers. But it used to be you're either going slayers or Tolkien. <laughs> I, I, I could you explain that's, that for the younger out. generation like me? Or the older generation who doesn't get it. The dumb um, generation. Slayers used to be a really old anime, well, old by today's standards, where they basically were like, this is medieval. And very loosely put down, they have castles. There are some magic things. Have at it. And they didn't really have a lore or a religion that much at the first. It was just kind of your basic bare bones thing. What's, uh, I can't think of another word I can say. Do you want to get back to that in a second? In a second, because I'm trying to think of, of, of a decent comparison that would be super simple and then not. So I would say more like, and another way of saying it would be either you're going tavern or you're going universe. Either you're describing a bar or you're describe, describing a nation. It's it's dependent. So I, I see what you're doing. So like locate, like just certain locations or actually everything. Yeah. Like world building can be you're just making a tavern. An entire role play world could happen in one building, depending on what the role play is. You don't, and then it has an RMR. It has. And then you step out into the world and it grows as your character explores. Or you can already have a full fledged map out there already. It's just completely up to you. But would you say that one is better than the other? Or what? Others, rather. It's dependent on the different flavors you like to roleplay. Like, for me, I'm Tolkien. If I create a world, I'm going going to create a nation, uh, hierarchies. I'm going to create 
armies, lore. I'm going to create religions. I'm going to create my own special uh, species or races. And there's just going to be so many intricate networks because that's who I am as a person. But some people, it's not their cup of tea, like you said before. Some people don't feel kind of like stonewalled by that. Some people just want to have a character that's just lofting around in a bar having a beer and maybe getting into a fight or just meeting somebody in the adventure going from there and figuring well, out, yeah. yeah. that's me. The thing is, you, you can have that deep, intricate web and it, it's all about presentation because you can, you can go in with all of this backstory and you can show it, you can show only a face, a, a nice facade to your partner. Like, hey, you want to start in this tavern, but you have all of this world built and they don't know about it but they can explore it. But it, I think if you go in and say, hey, here's my entire world, read through all of my lore, I think that's a bad way to go about it. I'm, I don't mean oh, to no, be judgy, no, no, but... Wrong. I have lost so many pardons when I was still on Skype and did that because I was like, hey, here I have this world. Mm-hmm. I really want to role play it because I am a nerd and I, I built this for like two months now. Please. And they were like, that is so much stuff. Goodbye. And yeah, but then you get some people who oh, yeah, like that, that oh, though. They, yeah, sorry. But... Um, yeah, sometimes it can be, and then when you've got what we would call the tokens of the roleplay world, you've got people who have expectations, too, of where the story is going to go. Like, let's say you do have this world, this lore, this this way everything works, and then someone's like, okay, well, I want to play this magician who worships this god that doesn't exist in this world, and then you get frustrations from keeping information from, from each other on what you want is a basic way of I can say it. like I had a role play where heaven and hell were actually kind of like factories rather than actual metaphysical places and someone wanted to play an archangel in the most basic Christian way and that's up to them of course but it didn't fit in my world and because we didn't talk about it we ended up having a falling out okay I feel that one a little bit and I always feel bad I about feel, that I yeah feel that one, like to the core because I have had so many falling outs because of what you just said. Yeah, a lack of communication is kind of bad when it comes to world building. If you want my honest opinion, the best world building is the building that you do with your partner. Right, yeah, it's exactly. fun. I mean, I'm not saying it, not world building as in you start the role play with nothing and then build up. Like, have that talk before the role play starts. Sit down and create a world with your partner before the role play starts. And that is the best way to world build is throwing ideas off of each other and saying what kind of taste you like and where you might want to fit it in rather than building a world on your own, which is, I will admit, my problem. I don't want to add something to this? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, go on, hello. Oh, I thought you said you well, wanted to add something to it. anyone here want to add uh, something to it? Or I'm going to go into the next question regarding world building. Oh, yeah, no, I have something to say, I think. I <laughs> think. Like, for me, well, the question was advice for people who are new to world building, who are trying to get into it. I think, like, the most, like, valuable thing you could do as a writer is to find what clicks with you in a setting. It doesn't have to be the genre or the actual details of the world. Just, like, something really small, like, I want my characters to do X or... For me, a lot of the times is I want my characters to not interact with the general public. So I want them to be able to be secluded in a way. And you can do that in a lot of different and unique ways. 
And a lot of the times, especially if you're collaborating with someone who's really good at communicating, you don't have to like plan out the entire world in one sitting. You don't even have to like plan out most of the world in one sitting. You can find out how to get the ball rolling. And then as you're rolling along, writing your story, develop the world along the way towards what inspires you. You don't know what inspires you until you write it. Sometimes, because like sometimes you can just be hit with inspiration from media or have a really, really good idea in your head. But the most natural sort of progression for like that kind of road building for me is just experiencing the world fluidly. Like you have enough to live in that world with your characters and then everything else just comes to the characters naturally. Like, oh, your characters live under a waterfall and they leave that waterfall and oh, you found out the entire world is just an ocean. Like that kind of like world building can really add to a narrative, especially if you do it like with a partner that communicates well, because like above all else, like if you surprise a partner with a world building bit, they might not enjoy it. But if you give them a heads up or if you try to feel out what they like, surprises can be good. So like, that's the advice I'd give to anyone who's trying to like start out with world building, I think. Just keep it to whatever you find, like whatever captures you. I love how we have two sides of the co- of the coin with Laika going like the big, I like to make content and you like to make it as you go. And it's, it's lovely to see that. Actually, now that she's made her point, I, I actually have something to say to that. Another big thing that you think about when you're role play, oh, when you're trying to world build is not only thinking about what you want your character to do, but what you want them to be. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, let's say you don't know what kind of world you want to build, but you know what kind of character you want to play. Like, do you want to play the hero or do you want to play an anti-hero? Do you want to play a, like, I had a character that's a pair of banditas in the middle of modern Mexico. I'm not going to be able to plop them into a, a, a medieval fantasy. That's not the kind of background or world you want them to be in. You want them to be in a modern world. It's not... A bad idea to build a world around a character. No, I always do the opposite. Build a character around a world. Yeah, you can yeah. do that too. But if you're really struggling with world building, but you're, let's say your thing is making characters, like <clears throat> some people, um, <laughs> making <laughs> making your character first. Yeah. Making your character first and then building the world around them is not a bad idea. But if you're doing it as a role play with a partner, you find out what kind of characters you both want to play and build it around those two characters. And that makes it even more fun. You're absolutely right. Like, there's a lot of different approaches to world building, and it all boils down to what feels right for the person, I guess, or what feels right for the person in that scene or that moment. So I think, like, there's a lot of merit to, like, what Lyco said. Like, you either do Slayers or you do Tolkien. It's really catchy. (laughs) Our advice comes back to don't be an asshole again. (laughs) Hell yeah. So shall we go on to the next then? I have another one for world building. Sure. So we've now talked about how to start world building. But now let's actually get into the meat of the world building. What If you had to choose one thing that should always be flashed out in any world building what would you suggest to properly flash out the main conflict for me it would be the cultures of the people because at the end of the day not everyone wants to go after the same conflict some pe- sometimes you make a different plot and one of the things that always it depends on if you if your partner is okay with it rules can stay the same is 
the people who, for example, live in a certain part of the country where you role play a lot, you you want to mm-hmm. know, you want them, you want to make it all authentic so it ha- it comes to life and it can make a role play feel a lot different. I like that. Like that's a really sensible answer. I'm actually surprised you would say that, but no, no, no. Rico sensible. Yeah, caught me off guard for a second. <laughs> but the very first thing, like. I think every writer should establish when, especially when writing a character in a world, is the tactile stuff. Like, boom, your character wakes up, or boom, they snap to consciousness. They look up. What do they see? They can they breathe in this environment? What is the ground like to them? Is it weird to the reader that the ground is made of like I don't know, jello? Is that normal for the character? Does the sky have two suns? That kind of thing. Like, physical things that can bring the reader into the world are really good to establish first, just so you can, like, hook your partner in immediately and then build upon why it, why there are two suns in the sky or why does this character only, like, shine in the darkness, something like that. For me, when I said the main conflict, what I mean is what is the motivation I'm in, oh, I was going to say, because that can actually help build the world. Because in my mind, yeah, these characters are fun, the ideas are fun, but why are they the way they are? And usually, why they are the way they are is their environment. Like, if I, like I said, if you wanted to play an anti-hero, maybe someone who robs from the rich and gives to the poor. Let's go with the Robin Hood aspect here. That's what you're looking to play. Why do they rob from the rich and give to the poor? Are the rich cruel? Is the world harsh? Can the poor have no way of getting up without certain aspects of the world? Why are they able to do this? Why are they fighters? How did they become fighters? Is this a world where learning to fight at a young age is perfectly natural? When you go out, are there monsters there that you need to be able to survive against? Or maybe there is a militia that you have or something like that. It's for me, motivation is my main creator. Dax, do you have anything? Um, I would say to build on uh, basically what everyone has said, but mostly Rico. Um, I don't usually agree with you. If if the editor has done their job, then uh, you've agreed with everything I said. <laughs> but... <laughs> I would say the zeitgeist of whatever culture your character is a part of. Basically, what they would know of the world. What, pe- what people they would know, um, what places they would know, um, wh- what, like, like uh, Lycra said, what their motivation is in the world. Uh, just, just basically who, wh- everything your, your character would know about the world, I would say, would be an important thing to know not not everything but the big things yeah if you're like a a farmer you don't really care about like the king well you might because taxes and shit but you you care about the surrounding area the land your neighbors and you don't really need to know uh court intrigue or anything like that you know i think i've just like learned something listening to you all like give your idea of like what's most important with world building that's really thoughtful. That's why we're here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, share some of your best or worst RP experiences. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Please, Dax. <laughs> oh, no. 
I can't share my worst RP experience because that person can sue me. Wait, no. No, they, they, can't, they really can't. So I, don't, I don't think that's nah, how law works. If you don't name them, you're not, I don't think so. No, it's not that I would name Rico. them. Like, this experience is so unique oh. that, like... <laughs> oh, so right. I guess I'll take... I'll, I'll jump on the blade first. <sighs> oh, yeah, go for it. So, <laughs> this is embarrassing. So, my worst experience was with... with uh, this person I liked a lot, right? We're, no, not in a romantic way. We like our, our, our characters came. We're like really good together, right? But out, like the outside of it was really toxic because I was a prideful young asshole. Like I'm not going to hide it. I was I was a, I was a real piece of work, and so were they. So like we were butting heads really often, and it was a really toxic thing. That's just a part of the thing. I mm-hmm, should, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why I'm glad I've improved on that. I should really tell you. But yeah, that was my worst. Because I was heartbroken after we went separate ways because of we could just couldn't be around each other anymore because I loved that roleplay. I'll uh, give the crown to one of you now. I can tell my best roleplay experience to counteract that bummer. So, uh, like this came to mind immediately. But my best writing experience and kind of the reason why I am the person I am today in regards to writing all ties back to this experience I had with my oldest partner when we were both like 15. We wrote, I don't even like calling this a role play because the way we did it was like so unorthodox. We would essentially write a chapter of a story on a Word document, then send it to each other. It was very strange, but like also very nice. But we essentially wrote a story together over the course of like four or five years from like, from the time we were like both 13-ish, wait no, 14-ish. So around the time I graduated from high school and started college, we had this story going on. And it was essentially about just two wizards who got trapped in a world without magic. Yeah, it was very strange because, like, the story progressed with them very gradually losing their magic and then learning how to function without it. And it tied into a lot of themes I had never written before. And I guess, like, it was my favorite, not because of, like, the plot or the person, but rather just how vast it was in which, like, we covered a lot of genres. We went from telling a fantasy story to a modern fantasy story to a horror story at one point to a romance. Then it became a sci-fi story because the characters got trapped in an airship. It was a whole thing. And, like, it really introduced this idea to me that writing as an experience isn't static. You don't have to write one story. You don't have to write one thing and be like hemmed into that one thing it's about writing what comes to you and trying to grow with that yeah freedom america yeah 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 so who's next on the chopping block Micra? just push it like i'm full of the train will you no <laughs> oh this is a hard one for me one do you need oh, time? <laughs> the best mm. It, it, I wouldn't say my time. It's just I have so much experience that it's really hard for me to pick one. Right. Flip a coin. Um, my I have to say my favorite and best experience that I had was unfortunately also my worst. Um, I had a role play. Yeah, I had a role play that was quite possibly the best thing I ever made in my life, just because of the sheer expanse of the storyline and the timeline uh, let's just say that in in roleplay world 
the game went on for 30 years. Outside, it went out for 10. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> it was uh, my most expansive and beautiful world that I had ever role-played. And I will never forget it. It shaped a lot of who I am as a role-player now. And I think... My favorite part of that entire role play was all happened on a boat. And there ended up being a battle. This is in 1920s, two fishing boats getting into a battle. And the battle lasted over the expanse of a week in real life time. And it was beautiful. But um, it was also my worst experience because the partner I was with at the time was very possessive of me to the point. Yeah. To the point where at one point during our role play history, uh, they had made me delete my friends list because I was they were the only person that I should need. It is deeply messed up. Mm hmm. That's evil. Huh? Yeah. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to point out about toxic role players is that they exist and no one should ever be that possessive. But yes, I had to delete my friends list and I remember I did it and then. Afterwards, they said something along the lines of, you actually did it? I was just kidding. And so I started talking to people again, and they yelled at me that it was a test. (laughs) And I had failed. And held it against me for a very long time. It was to the point where they, I think it was, I had an emergency, and I had to go get my grandmother medicine. And thus, I wasn't able to role play, and we ended up starting the role play an hour later than we had planned. And they basically punished me by blocking me and calling me a horrible, useless person. <laughs> what an evil person. Yeah, like, off screen, I always say, like, there's a lot of, like, weird, like, just awful people in the world. But that's pretty up there. Yeah. Oh, thanks for, like, sharing that with us. Yeah, like, you, it, it, it's... Just know the red flags of role of role play partners, because as great as that role play was, and as much as I love the beautiful scenes and the and the battles and just the entire expanse of it, the damage it did to me in real life was not worth it. That's like also like such a good lesson to like pass on to anyone who's trying to get into role playing. Don't let any hobby, especially like writing with another person, ever like come in the way of your real life obligations or how you feel as a person. Yeah, it shouldn't define you and it sure as hell shouldn't be a way for somebody to use it as a weapon against you. This is supposed to be fun. Oh yeah. Well, heck yeah. Hey, Regal, can we swear? Are we allowed to swear? This is very important. Wow, shit. (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) I have done it a few times before because, you know, I'm a potty mouth. You're you're just a potty. So, I do want to share one of my own and like, one of my better (laughs) stories. So I had this uh, role player which I used to role play like three years ago with. Like we used to do a lot. Uh, I it helped me develop my characters and a bit as a, as a role player because they were really good. And then things happen like on their side and they just disappeared for a while. And then begin like beginning middle of last year they came back and it has been a blast to just meet up with that one role play play again and work on my characters together like they help they help me again you know no i don't know yeah so (laughs) oh i have a good story finding someone else who played a really good villain 
That is fun. Being able to find that one person who clicks with you is amazing. And I have done that a couple of times. Finding someone else who has played a beautiful villain that wasn't too edgy, wasn't too angsty. It was a beautiful harmony of war, conflict, and battle. I'm a big battle nerd. I can't help it. Like, right. You're, you're just speaking my language right now. Because like, I write villains and I always want to write villains. Well, that's not true. Always want to write really good villains. Oh yeah. So you, you'll see me. You will hear from my lawyer soon. Are we all villains? It seems I like we're villain. all villains. I know. That's one of the requirements to be a mod here. You're okay. a hero of what yeah, we have. I, I, I love trash heroes. I'm like the one who saves the day. I love to play the reluctant or anti-hero. And I enjoy playing bimbos. No. I I enjoy well, playing. Keep it safe for Wait, no. <laughs> no, I enjoy playing like idiots. Actually, like I enjoy playing people who are obliz- oblivious to like not just the world around them, but their own feelings or the results of their actions. Because as a writer, it makes things so much easier when you can just write a character reacting to a situation rather than understanding the situation. Yeah, my favorite character that I ever role-played was a character who, I guess you could call them the chosen one type of archetype, but they really didn't want to be. Kind of like, you're the super special person. You're the only person who can do this. You must save the world. And they're being like, do I gotta? Okay. Dude, can I not? Can can I just go home, please? I don't want to be here. (laughs) That, to me, was just so much fun. Like, yeah, I'm super powerful. I'm not going to use that because I don't want to. I'm lazy, and there's a book over there. So, Dax, what is yours? Oh, um, I haven't role-played in... Well, seriously, I've role-played on your server. Like, I'm, I'm, have you, like, actual role-play? Yeah, I haven't role-played seriously in uh, six years now, so I don't remember. Squid. We're just going to go with squid. No, I'm, okay, best best uh, recent is the Bear Mages. But I'm no, not going to talk about them today. You get out of here, no, um, we are almost out of time. Oh, well, 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 we're well, actually we're well, past well, our well, time. Actually, I don't think yes. it doesn't hurt. It's, it just adds. It's always the. That's already been an hour. It's been wow. Hour it's been a, yeah. Do you want to want to answer one more question, or do you want to call it an end? Um, I think we can call it what an do you end. Do you think? I'm cool. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, it's been fun. I hope. For you and for all of us here. Before we go, does everyone want to uh, introduce themselves again? Let let everyone know who who you are in RMR. I am Yona Rico. I am one of the guests. Willow. I am Nicromosa, a guest. And uh, that's it. Get out.